Welcome back to yet another thrilling episode of Babble Riot. I'm Elle. And I'm Lo. Your favorite podcast co-hosts. By the way, nobody's safe on this podcast. Just be warned. That's true. If you know us... You're screwed. You're fucked. Nobody's safe on this podcast. Just be warned. Yeah. If you know us... You're screwed. You're fucked. (laughs) (laughs) Hi. Hi. How are you? So good. How are you? Live in the dream, what can I say? Totally. Live, laugh, love, babe. Totally. <laughs> so, I fought for like a full two hours yesterday that my destined path was to become a flight attendant. But after further research, I just feel like that's not the right move. It's not the vibe. Also, I would have to take my nose piercing out and I physically cannot, so... <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure someone can. Yeah, but like, ouch. It's a part of you now. It's a part of me. It's thrown into you. <laughs> um, I actually worked with someone at Nordstrom years ago, and she's a flight attendant now, too. And I still follow her on Instagram. How's so it going? You... Well, I think good. Um, but I could always connect you guys if you wanted to revisit it, slash like talk about it with a real flight attendant rather than just watching scary TikToks, mm. you know? Yeah. Get a better vibe for it. Yeah, for sure. Kind of a headache. Oh boy. Do you need some Advil? Maybe. It's like headache slash... Like, you know when you're about to end your period? Like, it's... Well, maybe you don't, because you don't really get your period anymore, do you? No, I haven't had a period in probably like six years. Oh. TBQH. Wow. Well, at least for me in the beginning, I'm like super crampy. And then the cramps stop for, like, two days. And then, like, as the last, (laughs) the last of it's coming out. The last of your linings. (laughs) It's always, like, weird, like, squeezy cramps. Mm. Do you know what those are baby contractions? Yeah. Isn't that insane? Like, once a month, our bodies, like, put us through a baby pregnancy. (laughs) Or, like, labor. (laughs) To, like, get out the not-baby it's like punishment, really. But like for not getting pregnant. <laughs> we're damned if we do, we're damned if we don't. Certainly. It's not fair. No, it's not. We're just rigged in this life. We just weren't supposed to have nice things. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was watching a really incredible movie last night actually with my parents. Yeah. I don't know why this made me think of this, but it's That's called scary. The Swimmers. Oh. Uh, it's about Two Syrian refugees. I hate the word refugees because I just feel like it dehumanizes people, but mm-hmm. I guess like collectively that's what we that's call people vibe. who are leaving their countries and seeking asylum elsewhere. Anywho, uh, it was like an incredible true story about these two girls that, you know, grew up in Syria. They were training to become... Oh my gosh, I've actually seen commercials and like ads for oh, that. Okay. It looks really good. It was amazing. Yeah, 
they they're training like I won't give anything away but they're training to become Olympic swimmers for their country and you know the war breaks out in Syria and they have to escape and the way that they escape is wild like it's just like heart-wrenching and like should I watch it tonight yeah you should watch it everyone should watch it because it's so eye-opening and I feel like especially people in the west like we don't fully understand what's going on over there um and like at that time I was living in Germany and there were a lot of Syrian refugees and refugees from other countries as well so like I had slightly more exposure exposure to it but um yeah it's like I just feel there's not a lot of Syrian like People from Syria aren't coming to America. It's too far, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a really incredible story. And they, they end up going to Germany. Um, and I, yeah, I'm not going to ruin it. But you guys should watch it. It's really, really incredible movie. Um, and it made me think, actually, of a time when I was in Germany. And I was at the... Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? I just like that uh, thought of you being in like seeking asylum. (laughs) (laughs) No, dude, if I had to seek asylum the way that these people did, like I would die. Take me out. Like I wouldn't make it. I'm not. Yeah. Um, (laughs) but I was at, uh, the immigration place in, in in Hamburg and it was like probably I was there for three months, so I didn't really know German yet, like at all. And there was a Syrian family in front of me waiting to check in for their appointment. And the woman sitting behind the desk would not speak English with them. And like they could only speak a little bit of broken English and no German. And the woman behind the counter was just like, I, I don't speak English. I can't help you. Like you need to speak German. And they were like, well, I don't speak German. And I'm standing behind them like, fuck, what am I going to do? I can't speak German. Mm -hmm. And so they're dismissed. It's my turn to go up there. I hand hand her my American passport. And I say, I'm really sorry I don't speak German. Can we please speak English? And she said, yes, it's fine. And starts speaking English to me. Wow. And I felt so bad. Like, I can't even tell you how. It's just like not fair. It's so sad. No, and I hate the whole, like, argument and battle, too, that I feel like a lot of Americans place on, like, asylum seekers and refugees and stuff like that, where we sit from, like, our ivory country Mm -hmm. and talk about how, like, lazy they are and they just want to come here and freeload and take advantage of And it's like... Are, do you, no. are you listening to the words that are coming out of yeah. your mouth? Slash, like, okay, it, you go live over there then in a war zone. Yeah. And see how much you like it, babe. Yeah. It's It's, wild. In, it's insane how closed-minded people are. Mm-hmm. And then, like, do you think people want to leave their home country? No. No one wants to come to your country where you, where they feel hated. Don't speak the language. Yeah. It's not their culture. It's yeah. It's, like, none of their families here. They no. have to, like, learn how to assimilate mm-hmm. into our fucked-up society. Yeah. And they're literally coming here because if they don't, they'll die. Right. And they're risking their lives just to come over here. Like, half of them don't. I mean, I don't know the stats, but so many of them don't make it. They're crossing oceans. They're getting into random vans 
and trucks and mm-hmm. trains and like anything could happen to them. Mm-hmm. They're raped, they're harmed, they're right. everything under the sun just to get to a place where they're not under attack. Mm-hmm. Like even, violently under attack, but they're still under attack because people don't want them there. Yeah, even just like the Mexican border and yeah. all, everyone freaking out, like all the Trump people talk like building the wall and like all of this like insane stuff about the border. It's like just what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> and if this process was faster to get approval to come to America, like everyone that comes here mm-hmm. from Mexico has probably already applied for citizenship yeah. or to cross the border, mm-hmm. but it takes years mm-hmm. and people don't have years. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. And it, I think a lot of people think, you know, they're here to take our jobs and all this stuff, like the South Park episode, you know, Ew. they took our jobs. <laughs> Foul. That's a toxic trait. You, the fact that you have watched South Park. What? I love South Park. It's, it's so funny. Oh my god. Um. Anyways, uh, my old roommate, shout out Allie, and her <laughs> husband Ethan used to watch Family Guy when we lived together, mm-hmm. and it would drive me up the wall because just that like guy humor, like slapstick comedy physically makes me ill Uh oh Oh, no (laughs) i don't watch it like i don't think i've ever watched south park or family guy by myself okay i've always watched it with my brother or like a boyfriend or some guy i'm dating but i do find it funny when i watch it or like i have to be a little bit high Mm -hmm. and then it's hilarious hilarious like knee slapping hilarious You can watch it from the comfort of your room on your laptop with headphones when we live together. (laughs) The comfort. (laughs) That's called compromise, people. Thank you so much. Uh, Anywho, back to yeah. Anyways, um, it's also like the farming industry is what they're holding up and actually really like doing us a huge favor because no one of us wants to go into the fields and pick strawberries no one of us wants to clean your hotel room like they're doing jobs that are needed in our society that we don't want to do so thank you literally and they work their ass off for such minimal pay mm-hmm. and their living conditions are horrible mm-hmm. and yet they still want to come here because that's better than what they've left what they're fleeing from and it it makes me so sad that people don't realize that and of course there's like there's different politics that surround it there's different issues that people have with it but at the very core of it it's a hum- humanitarian issue every and person deserves basic human rights yeah yeah and safety like well yeah that's a basic human right yeah like clothing shelter food water and if you're working you should be able to afford to live Mm -hmm. like that's an insane concept to me that people i mean myself included like work really hard i work multiple jobs and still it's like bare like scraping it together at the end of the month yeah it's it's really sad um, the winery that I work for um, has a really good scholarship program, actually. So all of the people that work at our winery or mm-hmm. our vineyard over in Walla Walla are mostly like Mexican-Americans. Mm-hmm. And we have a program set up where any employee's child that wants to go to college and gets mm-hmm. into college will pay for them to go to college. That's amazing. Yeah. 
which I didn't know about actually when I first started working there and mm-hmm. just like the more time I've spent there and the more time I've spent with our winemaker and his wife and like their whole family is just so amazing mm-hmm. and like not even our club members or guests or anybody knows about that and like a lot of our staff didn't know either and I think that like kind of speaks volumes to them a little bit because it's some it's not like they're doing it for positive you know like they're not doing it to make people think that they're good people. Yeah. They're doing it because they are good people. Yeah. And, and they're I not, think. like, waving the flag saying, look what we're doing. Aren't you so nice <laughs> and cool? Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Can you take part of that or not really? Well, I'm not a child of... Oh, it's only the children of... Uh... I mean, I'm sure if one of their employees came to them and said, hey, I really want to go to college to get this degree, they'd probably work something out, yeah. But, like, in place right now, it's for the children. For the children. It's always for the children. (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) So... for the children. Amen. (laughs) Um, So, our bonus episode was released on Thursday. Mm Mm-hmm. We're recording this on Sunday, and it's coming out tomorrow, so quick turnaround time. Hopefully you don't have to edit too much. Hopefully not. Um, also, we're trying really hard to tone down the swearing. More more came over yesterday, oh God. my grandma, and I was like, have you listened to the podcast? And she was like, well, I listened to like part of the first episode, but I had to turn it off because there's just too much swearing. She was like, you say yeah. fuck too much. <laughs> Well, it's literally our first starting out. I know. And I was like, yeah, I know. Because we've listened back to it, too, and been like, oh, my God. Because we're kind of just talking to each other how we would normally talk to each other. But we also have to think of our audience and tone it down. Just a scotch. Just a little bit in German. That didn't sound like any kind of words at all. Ambition? Yeah. Well, you don't know the language. I know, but it like there's no way that means something in a different language to me. Like it just, you know, like That's that sounds funny. so insane. Yeah, I, I when I first moved back here, I still thought in German a lot, mm-hmm. or like I would have dreams here and there about speaking German. And when someone would say something to me in my head before I spoke, I like my response was going to be in German mm-hmm. or like Jinglish, Dinglish, whatever you want to call it. Um, and it's fading and it's making me sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, when I was in Germany last month or two months ago, um, it kind of came back and I was like, yes, like mm-hmm. I haven't lost it all, you know? And my mom was saying something to me yesterday and I wanted to say something in German and I was like wow I haven't had that thought in a while actually mm-hmm. you should get like a not like, well, like a pen pal but that you can chat with online like video because then you can just keep exercising your little German brain yeah like do you get texts from Joe Biden I do not get texts from Joe Biden to you I do why I don't know he's always asking for money okay sorry well when he pays off my student loans, <laughs> we can revisit that. Him and Kamala, they really hit me up all the time for money. And I don't think I've really, I don't think I've ever donated. Mm-hmm. I, do, I donated to them last I election. How they have all my information. That's rough. Yeah. 
I just there was no way I could have Trump in the office. Like I was so excited when Fuck they no, baby. when they got elected, like Same. screaming excited, which that's not me. I never get excited about stuff like that. Well And like that's so depressing because they're both like they're Joe not Biden great. and Kamala Harris both are awful. So <sighs> it was just the lesser of the three evils. Yeah. I still think Bernie, like Yeah, he's too old now though. He had his time. I'm just, it just makes me sad that he like he's so dedicated to the American mm-hmm. people and people don't realize that. No, he's too. And the craziest part of that is everyone always says that he's too radical. He's too and he's too um, democratic. And it's like no, he's not. No, he's literally for the people. That's like, literally the government's job is to work for the people. Yeah, and he's the only one that actually cares. Yeah, about the people. It's so wild that people are like, no, his, because he talks about socialism and people don't understand what socialism is and that just scares them because they don't know. Well, no, they can, they think socialism is communism. Right, which it's not. And then they think of China and Russia and freak the fuck out. So then they just like push it as far away as possible, Mm -hmm. which is wild. Like, but also we're not taught in schools about different forms of government or. No, we're taught. Like, Republicans and Democrats. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, the judicial system for, like, one week. A hot hour. And then <laughs> we learn about communism and how bad it is and mm-hmm. scary and evil. Yeah. Um, I'm pro-socialism. Like, Same. I think that is the answer to all of our problems. And that's... It's not radical, you guys. That's, like... No. It's... The opposite of radical. It's rational. It's just... Literally. It makes so much sense. Yes. And we could all be living so much better if we had a socialist society. Yes. And it drives me crazy that people think that's... Not correct. Yeah. Because, like, people are dying. Like, literally. Literally, people cannot afford to live. They... They cannot afford to have children. They can't afford to eat. They can't afford... To go to the doctor if they're ill or yeah. hurt or injured. They or... can barely afford the gas in their vehicle to get to and from work. Yes. And they're just... We're, we're all just kind of slaves. Like, if you think 100%. about it, we're all slaves to capitalism and this... F. <laughs> system that's yeah. been set up. It's so wild at work a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. one of our like vps was talking about how they had sat down with the manager of macy's mm-hmm. they just raised everyone's pay there mm-hmm. so everyone makes 50k a year mm-hmm. all their like full-time employees right which is like still not a lot and he was saying i still have a lot of employees that are homeless they have a car so and they have a gym membership and they work here, and they sleep in their car every night. They go to the gym. That's where they shower and get ready, and then they come to work, work their ass off. Yeah. And, like, 50K is still, like, a lot more than what a lot of Americans make. Like, that's a, a pretty high I heard recently income. the national average. I'm going to Google it really quick, but it was really low. National average. Um, okay, so this is saying that... Uh, $54,132 a year is the estimated median American worker's salary. 
And I googled average yearly income in Washington, mm-hmm. and it's $82,400. So Washington State's even higher than the national average. Right, so because it's, it's a lot more expensive to live here. Correct, which makes it even more impossible for any kind of like non-specialized mm-hmm. work, if you want to call it that, to mm-hmm. make an income that's livable. Yeah. I did a hump day, actually. Actually, you know what? Oh, yeah. I got a... I got like a memory that it was this day last year and it was, I asked everyone what they made, what their job was, mm-hmm. you know, how many vacation days they get a year and the difference between American workers and workers in let's say Germany or Europe, insane. Mm-hmm. And even though the average was fairly similar like there wasn't a huge difference you have to take into account that you get uh, free health care in europe you get free or subsidized child care in europe the cost of living is a lot cheaper like i would for example i was i think i was paying six five hundred to six hundred euros Per month to live in a fairly nice flat. And that's warm. That's including heating. That's including, um, like, water, trash. Internet was, like, slightly more, I think. Depending where you live. But, like, affordable. You You can live... You can work a very average job. And you can live comfortably. Like, I never felt like I was, you know, scraping mm-hmm. for pennies. pennies. Uh, I never felt like, oh my God, how am I going to make rent? You know, wow. like I always had, I didn't have a lot of savings, but I Who didn't, does? but I didn't feel like I needed to because like here you're told to save because what if, you know, you get hurt? What if you have mm-hmm. a health issue? Like you always need to have a cushion to land on in case of an emergency emergency. Mm -hmm. but in europe your taxes the way that you're taxed you are taxed higher than you're taxed here in america but it's going to the greater good and it's saving your ass if you get into trouble like if you have a health scare or you break your leg or something like that's not going to come directly out of your pocket Mm -hmm. um and People, I think, as a whole, like that feeling that everyone's kind of looking out for each other. Um, You don't have to worry about getting cancer. It's not going to ruin your credit. It's not going to ruin your family. It's not going to put your wife out or your children out. Like, you are taken care of by the government. And that is such a reassuring feeling. Yes, there are some things that are better in America, like, with healthcare and stuff, but the fact that getting cancer, getting diagnosed with something isn't going to financially ruin you is really reassuring. Yeah. there. I saw this video, um, I think it was just, like, on Facebook a mm-hmm. while back about this guy was going around interviewing people on the streets of different European countries and asking them how much 
they think it costs to have a baby in America. Mm. And everyone was like, mm, maybe like $1,000 or like two. Like they all were on the like very low end. Mm-hmm. And when he told them how expensive it was, everyone was shocked. Yeah. Like how do you afford that? Yeah. What is it? I don't remember. It's like 30 something, right? I wanted to say like 20 something. Let me Google it. Okay. So the average cost of childbirth in the U.S., um, and this is January 3rd, 2023, is $18,865. So that's an average. So Some places are going to be vastly more. Yeah. Places like New York, it's going to be a lot more expensive than, say, like Omaha, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Um, that's insane. And just the hospitals where you give birth in Europe are so much nicer and the care that you get afterwards is so much nicer than in America. Here it's like you're lucky if you get a night at the hospital and then mm. they're like good luck. Don't yeah. kill your baby. Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I think probably the care is better in Europe, but I don't know if the facilities, the faci- facilities are not better. Because I've... You've given birth in Europe? Well, no, but I've been to hospitals (laughs) in Europe and stuff. And, like, the facilities are behind. Like, you feel like you're in, like, the 90s. Whereas here, because so much of our tax dollars go to these big, beautiful buildings, it's... Yeah, I don't know. It's, It's hard to compare it that way. But all in all, I think you're in better hands giving birth in, say, Germany. Where this lady looks very happy. Like the, <laughs> and I mean maybe these people are paying extra to go to like a legit like birthing center. It's not a hospital. Mm-hmm. Like I know Overlake has like a, the birthing wing, mm-hmm. but like that's in the UK. Like what a birthing center looks like, and like that looks way fucking nicer than a hospital room here. I'm sure that that's a private hospital. So there's. It's kind of hard to get into because I don't know, like, the full details of it. But in Mm -hmm. the UK, they have a national health system called the NHS. Mm -hmm. And it's a public-funded healthcare system. So you have to wait a really long time to get seen. There's a backup Mm -hmm. for everything. Mm -hmm. Like, if you have, let's say, endometriosis, endometriosis and you need to go to a gynecologist Mm -hmm. there's like a two-year wait like that's that's really shitty however you can spend extra money to go to a private hospital or private care and then I think that's like what's similar to how we are here except for we don't have the option of public health care yeah like I mean I'm Molly May just gave birth for those of you that Mm. don't know um, famously from Love Island UK. Yes, married to Tommy Fury, who is a very Are they married? Oh, sorry, not married. Partnered mm-hmm. baby daddy, baby mama with Tommy Fury, who is a pretty well known boxer. He's actually gonna fight Jake Paul at the end of the month, and I'm very excited for it. <laughs> um she just had her first baby and the pictures of the hospital, again, I'm sure she probably went with like a private yeah. birthing center and paid extra money for it to be very comfortable, but mm-hmm. it looked so nice. So I guess that was kind of my perception, but also that's not really fair because again, she's like she's a, a celebrity. billionaire. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> it's, 
<laughs> but it's definitely more expensive to give birth here. And like and maternity leave, like at my company, yeah. which we have pretty good benefits. Like I have really good insurance, health insurance, and I don't pay a lot for it at all. We have a flexible spending don't account. You? What about like your recent trip to the pharmacy? So, well, at the start of every year, I have a deductible that I have to hit of out-of-pocket costs. Okay. And usually, mine's $1,000. So I have to spend $1,000 out-of-pocket, mm-hmm. air quotes, before my insurance will kick in and then cover the bulk of the costs that I get. But you still have to pay $1,000 out-of-pocket. Kind of. Okay. I have a flexible spending account that my mm-hmm. company puts money into every single month, and I also put money into, and... I'm very blessed that I don't really ever have any kind of medical needs. And so I never spend that money. So it just collects and collects and collects and collects. So I have like a lot of money on this little flexible spending account. So I use that to pay for it. I'm on Accutane. And the first month I got it, it was like $100, which I kind of expected because it is like cosmetic. It's not... Like, it's prescribed, but it, I don't need it. It's a want. Mm-hmm. So I have to pay out of pocket for whatever. The insurance won't cover whatever. Um, but this month I went and it was like $450 because I haven't hit my deductible. So I can use my, we, I call it a Benny card. Mm-hmm. Um, and like my family does too. I don't know if that's like a legit name for it or okay. just a cat thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I use my Benny card to pay for that. So it doesn't come out of my pocket. Okay. It just comes off of my flexible spending. But you are putting money from your paycheck into your flexible account, right? I put, like, barely any into it. My company puts in the bulk of it. Okay. Okay. Well, there's places like, I think, Australia and maybe New Zealand where they literally pay you to have a child. Oh. Like, you get money. Yeah. Also, in Germany, you get from the government, I think per month you get like a stipend for how many children you have. I think also in the UK, but I'm not completely sure about that. Um, And maternity leave is so long. It's wild. So, well, to backtrack on that a little bit, like my company has really good healthcare, but there's Mm -hmm. no maternity or paternity leave at my company. None? Zero. So you have a baby and you have to be in the next day. You have to use your sick time or you have to save your vacation time to use after you have a baby. Which, how much vacation time do you get? Like two weeks? What started out, so I have only been there for three years. I only Mm -hmm. get two weeks of vacation plus our president, chairman, whatever, boss, gives us one floating additional day. So I get... Wow, that's so generous. I know. Oh my God, one floating day? I get 11 days off of work in Fuck a calendar yeah. year. Hell yeah. So blessed, so lucky. Um, after five years, you get an additional day, and then I think like you continue building extra days for x amount of years that you work there Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so it's ridiculous i think i probably could negotiate like when i when we do our yearly bonuses and stuff like that at the end of the year i could probably negotiate some more days but regardless um either you have to be work there a really really long time so you get more than two weeks off Mm -hmm. or you save all of your sick time which restarts every year anyway so that's Mm -hmm. kind of impossible how much sick time do you get 
I don't know, don't you? I think you... I don't know. I don't know. I haven't worked in this country, really. I don't know. I'm also never sick, so I have a shit ton of it. Okay. But if you take a sick day, do you get paid? Yes. Okay. And if you take a vacation day, you get paid. Mm -hmm. But if you don't take either one of those, then obviously you don't get paid. Yeah, what happens if, for let's say, uh, you get cancer and you, you have to go through chemo? Like, what do you do then? You just don't get paid for that? I mean, I think my company would obviously figure it out and, like, continue mm-hmm. to pay me. I'm hourly right now, so I don't know how that changes between hourly okay. and salary. Yeah. And I think also, like, everyone has um, FMLA, like, family emergency leave or whatever. Okay. Emergency family leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and that will you get paid for that. Like, that's government also supported. Okay. Like, if something really tragic happens to you or in your family and you need to take a lot of time off of work mm-hmm. and you don't have the ability to get paid during that for whatever reason because you're not working, then you can apply for... Like, government aid? Yeah. Okay. But I'm sure that's not... Giving birth does not qualify you for... Well, yeah, no. But I'm sure, like, government aid is not even that much. No. Like, I can't imagine it would be that much. No. So hopefully you're married and your partner has a good income. And to go off on, like, a little side uh, side tangent, mm-hmm. but I'm going to remind me to come back to maternity leave, the fact that abortion is becoming illegal in so many states... And women are forced to bring a baby to term, pay to have that baby. 20K. So this 18-year-old that got pregnant on accident while maybe using condoms and birth control because that shit still happens. Yeah. Like, still being safe, Mm -hmm. but she's probably finishing school or about to start college. She's not working a job where she gets insurance coverage at all. So... First of all, she gets knocked up when she doesn't want to be. She's forced to bring this baby to full term. She's forced to pay around $20,000. And what 18-year-old has $20,000 laying around? No. Like, none that that's, I know. Yeah, none that I know. Um, then she has, let's say she's working at a store. She gets yeah. no maternity leave. And she has to be working because... How else is she going to afford to raise this baby? Mm-hmm. But then who's going to take care of the baby? Mm-hmm. And daycare is so... Daycare is so expensive. expensive. It's insane. So, And like, if she doesn't have any family support, if yeah. the baby's father is not supportive, yeah. she's screwed. She's, like, screwed. I'm getting how- chills talking about this because it's just, it's so upsetting and unfair. But that's... They're doing it on purpose. Oh, for sure. For the most part, this only really hurts people of color and people who are already living in poverty. Yeah. Because wealthy people will be able to travel outside of the state lines, get an abortion, and Mm -hmm. come back home. Mm -hmm. Wealthy white people will be able to do that. And wealthy people in general, even. But it's only going to continue to hurt people already who are disenfranchised in America, continue to stay that way and live that way. And it's all on purpose so that the government can continue to control and keep people who are white and already wealthy in power Mm -hmm. and in Mm -hmm. places of power. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's super fun and fresh. 
I just, it's insane to me that we're here in 2023 and things yeah. like this are still happening. And, it, and like Roe versus, versus Wade being overturned in 2022. By all these people that can like said, oh, Roe v. Wade is the law of the land. Like it will never overturn it. Like, no, 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 no. And then the second that the last justice got sworn in, it was like, okay, Roe v. Wade, we're done with her. Yeah. And if you think it stops there, you're insane. Because they just proved to everyone in America that they don't actually need to listen to anybody. They don't have to listen to anybody. And they can do whatever they want. And there's no repercussions for that action. Who are you talking about? The Supreme Court. Mm. They can overturn anything. There doesn't have to be a vote? No. Like internally? Yeah, internally there's a vote. But not like a... Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that's... That's what women are up against in mm-hmm. this country, and especially women below the poverty line, women of color. Women um, who already have kids. Yeah. And the fact that there's, like, no repercussions for men, in what world? Mm-hmm. Like, it takes two to tango. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> nice. let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay, anyways, back to maternity leave. In Germany, maternity leave is a year where you get full, your full salary. They still pay you your entire salary for the first year. If you want to take a second year, you can, but they're going to pay you half of your salary. And then on top of that, childcare is subsidized. Um, If you choose to put your kid in, so I was working in a kindergarten that was technically like a private kindergarten Mm -hmm. so people are paying to send their kids there but that's because they're being exposed to english and they're learning english it's like right it's above the daycare right um and but there are a ton of daycares that you can send send your kid to for fairly cheap Mm -hmm. like it's completely reasonable yeah um so first of all you get you don't have to spend a ton of money to have your baby Mm -hmm. you can get an abortion if you don't want to have your baby um, you get an entire year off of work to be with your baby, raise your baby, have that bonding that is so important for a mother and mm-hmm. child. Probably deal with some postpartum depression. And yeah. You don't have to stress about going back to work and how the F you're going to raise afford, this kid. Yeah, and afford, afford anything. Yeah. Uh, because you get your full salary. And then at the end of one year, like a lot of moms are like, okay, I'm my right. kid's a year she or he can go into daycare now and be fine. Um, Or, you know, they might want to continue staying home with their kid and taking less pay. But you're still getting... You're still getting half and you're still getting paid. And it's, like, that is what socialism can do for you. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't we want that? I don't... Like, that is mind-boggling to me that we're still, like, no. And I think there's this... um, this narrative in America that it's every man for himself and, like, I want to be better than my neighbor. I want to be better than you. I want to be the best I can be and I will do whatever I have to take or do to get to that place. And it's this never-ending work cycle, work, 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 very little play, no work-life balance. Mm -mm. Um, That's very, 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 like... And it's like Republican values are all about I. 
Mm-hmm. Don't come for my money. Don't come for my guns. Don't <laughs> tread on me. You can't control me. Yeah. I ha- I deserve my rights. Mm-hmm. Where Democrats historically have been more about we. Mm-hmm. We deserve to have rights. Yeah. We deserve to have an income where we can support ourselves. We deserve to have basic human rights. And, yeah. And I think... Well, I guess when you say we, you mean us as well. Like, everyone deserves it. Not in... Yeah. Yes. It's yeah. not leaving anybody out of that equation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but also, like, tax the rich, please. <laughs> well, it is, like, even more insane when... Like, a few months ago, the IRS announced that they got a whole bunch of money to hire more... like agents for the company more people to check taxes and make sure that people are following the laws and paying their effing taxes that reminds me and (laughs) to do my taxes um i follow and watch this political streamer a lot his name's hassan piker and he is a socialist and a leftist and And a daddy oh my god (laughs) he's so fine you guys i know i've already talked about him on here once so try not to thirst over him too much um (laughs) But he does this thing where he watches, he calls it hog talk, and he watches, like, down south Republicans that live in their trailers and go on QAnon blogs and just absorb the worst information out there. (laughs) And all of these people were making these crazy TikTok videos about these IRS agents and how they're going to come and steal my guns and steal my property. And it was after the Trump raid too. And everyone was like, if they could do it to Trump, they could do it to you too. And it's like, yes, if you're not paying your taxes, (laughs) yes, they will come after you because that is against the law. Right. If you steal classified documents <laughs> and you refuse to give them back, they yeah. will come and retrieve them because that is against the law. If you are yeah. breaking the law, yeah, someone's probably going to come after you to fix that little sitch. So yeah. as long as you're not breaking the law, babes, no one's coming after you. If you're and following the rules, you're, you're good to go. You're golden. <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but nobody wants your double wide. In the, in the swamp, okay? I'm just, I'm going to throw it out there. Yikes. I think we just lost a lot of Florida <laughs> listeners. Sorry, not sorry. Florida could sink into the ocean and I wouldn't care. I mean, it is. I know. That's happening. Just speed up the process. <laughs> and make Yikes. sure Trump's at Mar-a-Lago when it happens. Yikes. Um... Yeah, this is this got really political. It did. But I kind of love that for us. Yeah. I actually really do like politics. I think yeah. it's super interesting. If I would have found Hassan earlier in life, I think that I probably would have gone for more of like a poli-sci route and maybe even gotten into politics myself because, mm-hmm. and I really, really hope the next generation does because of people like Hassan. And I think politics is just becoming... A topic that's discussed more and, mm-hmm. like, definitely more openly. It's less and, taboo, for sure. Yes, and I think, obviously, the internet exists. So you can access so many more different things than we could as kids. Like, you can do your own research outside of school, which we couldn't really do. Yeah. Um, so but like, at the same token, there's a lot of misinformation. For sure. You know, you kind of have to be aware enough to do good research and make mm-hmm. sure that you're staying 
not necessarily like as independent as possible, but if you're going to go read something from like CNN, like that's a right leaning news source for the most part. CNN? Yeah. It's left leaning. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I don't think so. But whatever. I don't, whether they claim to be left or not, I think that if you watched their stuff and their broadcasts, Mm-hmm. They perpetuate a lot of right propaganda and stories to kind of polarize the country a little bit. Hmm. But all I'm trying to say is if you're taking in news that's either right or left, you need to kind of offset that by doing research on the opposite side too and come to a conclusion and formulate an opinion with both sides in mind. Yeah, and because. it's hard It's hard to do because there's not many news outlets anymore that are unbiased. 100%. There's, no, there's hardly any journalists out there that are unbiased. Yes. Um, and it's, it's hard to form your own opinion when you're either being fed one side of propaganda or the mm-hmm. other. And it's, like, it's hard to decipher. I just looked it up and... Um, CNN is left-leaning, but I think... Because, like, if you if you think about, like, Fox News and CNN, CNN is more on the left, Fox News is more on the right. But I think sometimes it they almost go around each other and end up meeting in the middle, kind of. I think it depends on what kind of, um, like, scale you're thinking of. Because, obviously, mm-hmm. if you're going to compare Fox and CNN, CNN is more left than Fox. But mm-hmm. I think... MSNBC is way more left than CNN. So I think it's all on a scale and wherever you feel like you fit in on that and whatever you find comfortable and aligns with your values, like watch that, I guess. Yeah. Um, I did watch this really, really interesting Jubilee um, video. Jubilee? Yeah, it's a YouTube channel and they do these really cool in-person. They'll get like a group of six people. Yeah. Six to eight, maybe. Mm-hmm. And oh, actually, I think it's like 10, regardless. Um, and it's usually people on like one side and another. So, like women who are feminists and women who aren't feminists. Okay. And it's in this big studio and they're just recording and they'll ask questions like, Do you think trans women are women? Like, step forward if you think that trans women are women. Mm-hmm. And then some of them will go and, like, sit down and have this open conversation oh, about it. Oh, I think I've seen some of this before. And then once they're finished, the other women would go up and join in and talk about why they disagreed with it. Or if okay. they got any beneficial insight from listening to the other side. And they have a whole bunch of different topics and themes and people. And it's really great because I think it's really nice to see both sides of the story and Mm -hmm. where people are coming from a little bit. Yeah. And one of them was talking about, um, like our young Republicans and Democrats, like similar to old Republican and Democrats. So Mm -hmm. like 20 year old Republican and like a 70 year old Republican, like Mm -hmm. do their values kind of fall in line with each other because they're on the same side. Mm -hmm. And in this, when it would cut to people doing individual kind of just in front of the camera interviews about their background and who they are, it had a little thing down on the bottom of their average news, like what they watch and what they intake and where it falls on a spectrum. Mm-hmm. All of the old people 
solely took in like whatever kind of side they're on that kind of news okay. where the younger people regardless if they're a republican or a democrat mm-hmm. took in pretty like in the between news like on okay. a scale like yeah. we absorb both sides do you think that's because we're more exposed to other kinds of media? Like, we're on social media more, we're on Twitter more, we're on TikTok more, and so you have more of everything, whereas if you're older, you're not on social media, and you are getting your, like, nightly news the way that you've always gotten news. 100%. I think um, that is a huge part of it. I think also older people are probably a little bit more stuck in their ways about what they believe in, Mm -hmm. where they take in information, if they're willing to be swayed or kind of convinced to feel a different way about a situation. Yeah. Or I think young people are are way more open to having that dialect, having a conversation, and being open to the idea of being convinced to kind of go the other direction. But... Mm -hmm. That is one thing that I do like about the internet. Um, like, I never watch the news because yeah. it's freaking depressing. It's so depressing. So I get all of my news from Twitter, mostly. Yeah. And I have kind of... I mean, I like stuff and I follow people, so Twitter knows kind of how I lean, obviously, because mm-hmm. they're listening to everything. Yeah. Um. So I usually get more like, left-leaning mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. but I do follow, like, Republicans, and, like, I followed Trump for a while just to, like, obviously still see what he's talking about, and yeah, I try to be, obviously, I'm a hardcore lefty, like, mm-hmm. through and through, will always be, like, that's not going to change, but I do try to, like, intake Republican talking points and opinions and stuff like that because I do think it's important for the overall conversation. Yeah. I I was definitely super left-leaning, and I feel like as I'm getting older, I'm, like, floating more towards the center or, like, being moderate. Um, I'm definitely not a Republican, but I don't feel that I'm definitely a Democrat. And I think... Part of that, I think, has to do with the fact that I've lived in other countries and I can just see how different governments work. And I I just don't believe in capitalism. I just think it's horrible. And I don't think having two parties is helpful. No. So it's hard to be on either side. And I think that's why I'm a little bit more in the middle. Like, I, I have friends from college, mostly, that... We were all, I think, because where I went to school was very liberal. Mm -hmm. I went to a liberal school. And, like, the first school I went to was an actual liberal arts school (laughs) Um, in Portland, Oregon, which, yeah, it's just, like, the most liberal you can get. Um, And I have a lot of friends that kind of went so far to the left that it was, like, for me, it was very uh, polarizing. Like, I just... I didn't understand being that far, mm-hmm. being that into something. And then similarly, I have friends now that are like completely Republican, like voted for Trump, have guns in their house. And it's it's hard for me to want to stay friends with them because our values don't align. But I think it's really important to stay friends with people that have different viewpoints than your own because you can still be a good friend even though you have different 
viewpoints on, you know, government or whatever it may be. And I think a lot of people in our generation would disagree with that. They would say, you should stick, you know, birds of a feather flock together. You should Mm -hmm. stick to the people that think similar similarly to you but then i think you get into uh this this issue where you don't see anything from the other side Mm -hmm. and all of the people you're surrounded with all the media you're surrounded by is speaking back to what you already think Mm -hmm. and that is not always helpful Mm -hmm. i think you have to have uh a more rounded sense of of what our country is and how people are. Yeah. I, I just think it makes you a better person, a more aware person. And I mean, that's basically me telling you that I'm a more aware person because, <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like more in the middle, which is not, that's not what I mean by that. But um, I just think it's good to have both sides of yeah. the story, you know? I think um like keeping those people in your life even though you don't necessarily agree on the same things I agree to a certain extent Mm -hmm. I have a hard time when it starts to hurt other people if you want to be a Republican and you want to vote for Trump that's arguable and like have (laughs) guns and stuff like that like that's your prerogative and like that's your choice whatever I'm not going to sit here and tell you like not to I mean I kind of am but (laughs) um but when you start to, like, like gay rights and, like, trans rights and women's rights and stuff like that, like, once you start voting for people that are taking those things away from people, that's when I kind yeah. of hit the, like, unfollow, unfriend mm, yeah. button because I can't support that and I can't get behind that. And mm-hmm. I, that's kind of my line, I guess, where I draw is if you've gone kind of so far mm-hmm. that now your actions are really affecting the lives and the safety of people. Sorry, we're not going to be friends because yeah. I just, I like, can't support that. Yeah, you. I get that. I think I'm that way as well to an extent, probably not as hard as you are. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a difficult, mm-hmm. it's a thin line because mm-hmm. you don't want to, you don't want to give up a friendship because your viewpoints are different, but at the same time, like a lot of people's viewpoints are a reflection of their values, and it's hard to be friends with someone whose values either hurt the type of person that you are, whether it be the color of your skin, your sexual orientation, the way you present your gender. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking specifically of this one girl who we were really, really close in college, like very, very close. And I unfollowed her during the Trump election era era because she was so far up Trump's ass that I was like, how are you the same person? Mm -hmm. You know, like how did we go from believing all the same things to you being inside of Trump's body? Like, (laughs) like I don't understand. Like you want to peg him. Literally so bad. bad. (laughs) And um, I ended up unfollowing her. Like at first I was like, wow, that's shocking. I was not expecting that. And I, she was getting a lot of hate. She was like people from our college and from our circle were shitting on her, which like I get, I get it. But I sent her a message and I was like, hey, just so you know, like 
even though we don't agree on things, like you're still a friend of mine. We, I still have like great memories with you. And I don't want you to think that just because we have different values and we're voting differently that we can't still be friends. And she was really receptive to that and really appreciated that because I think a lot of people just were like, screw you, you know? And that was a really, really, really polarizing time. However, I did end up unfollowing her because it got to the point where it was like, she was saying crazy things like trans people aren't real people, like stuff like that. And I was just like, all right, well, I tried. Yeah. I tried. As someone that has multiple queer people in my direct family, Mm -hmm. including trans people and friends of family that are queer and trans and people of color and like it just hits really close to home when people talk about stuff like that or support people that like dehumanize queer and trans people and people of color and women like and just the way that Trump talks about women and the people that he spends time with talks about women and the whole like Jeffrey Epstein's like it was all kind of like yeah how do you still support this person when he has done kind of everything in his power to hurt you? Yeah. Like, he doesn't respect women. No. He doesn't respect queer people. No. He doesn't respect people of color. He doesn't even really respect Republicans because there's an interview of him from years ago talking about how if he ever ran for president or for any kind of political position, Mm -hmm. he would run as a Republican, even if that's not necessarily what he believed in because Republicans are so easy to, like... Manipulate. Yeah. 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 I never felt like he was really a Republican either. Like, I think it's pretty obvious that most of it was an act and, like, he felt this need to to win. Like, that's what... Mm-hmm. It was a, a popularity contest for him. It was uh, marketing for him. It was advertising for him and his endeavors. Yeah, his and it's brand. like... Yeah. And it's like, come on, people. How do you not see past this? And the most insane thing to me, too, was women... I can understand women being Republican and leaning right. Like, fine. But what I don't understand is when there are certain measures and laws or uh, things that have already been put in place, such as Roe v. Wade, where these things are literally hurting women and you're going to be like, yeah, it's fine. Like women are second class citizens and like you are accepting that fate. Like, I don't understand why you wouldn't stand up and fight against that. And I mean, I guess it's probably because they were just raised that women are second class citizens and they don't know any better. Mm -hmm. But that was a really frustrating part of that whole thing for me. Yeah, I agree. And like how fucking foul that people voted for a character. Yeah. To the highest possible position of politics Mm -hmm. in America. Mm -hmm. The president of the United States, you know how much power he holds? And you guys all were like, sure, let's vote this reality TV star, Mm -hmm. horrible businessman who's filed for bankruptcy like nine times times than I can count. Yeah. Yeah. And then to be made fun of by literally the rest of the world. Literally. Like, (laughs) living abroad 
I hated saying that I was American because I got the same I got the same questions every single time. Oh, did you vote for Trump? Or what do you think about Trump? And it's like, I hate him and I don't want to talk about him and I don't want to be the token uh, Trump yeah. conversationalist yeah. person that yeah. you go to. Like, I it, I hated that. Yeah. And if I knew I wasn't going to see someone again, I would be like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm Canadian. Like, <laughs> I'm from Vancouver. Because it that. sounds, we sound exactly the same. Yep. You wouldn't know the difference. And yeah, then it allowed me to be just me and not an American whose president is Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Cheeto. Yeah. 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 This kind of full circles back to Bernie a tiny little bit because Mm -hmm. it's really, really frustrating as a Democrat to constantly have the Democratic Party put up awful, awful candidates because we are like so worried that like every Bernie is too radical. He's never going to win the election because the people obviously Republicans are going to vote Republican. Yeah. The people in the middle are going to vote Republican because they think Bernie is too radical and even some Democrats are going to vote Republican because they think Bernie's too radical, which he literally is not no and if you look at the political spectrum between like a really like alt-right far right and a Mm -hmm. really like kooky crazy far left yeah Mm -hmm. to be a democrat has kind of moved even farther into like the republican sphere yeah like there's a venn diagram now when like the middle of that Venn venn diagram is becoming larger yes yeah yeah totally and like i wouldn't even say that um, Joe is a Democrat. I would say he is a Republican because he mm. very much like, I mean, I don't think he really cares about gay people or people of color at all. I don't think. Well, that... he can barely even stream one sentence together. So, so it's like, true. why, why are you so running true. this country? And I, I don't really have anything against him. Like, I think he's probably like a fine person, not the best person, but like definitely not the person who should be running our country. No, and I mean he's caught, he's the war on drugs guy. Like he yeah. is the reason why, like all of our jails are filled with black men who were in. And so is Kamala. <laughs> Literally, so cool guys. Yeah, yeah, awesome, yeah. great guy. It's it's a business at the end of the day. We're just little slaves. We and are. To the, we are. Their big wheel. It's yeah. And if you think about it, like, American people were in this system where a majority of us probably, I don't know what the statistic is, but Monday through Friday, we go to work, and we work, you know, anywhere from, like, 8 to 5, 9 to 5, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You go home, you eat your dinner, if you have kids, you, like, maybe play with your kids for a little bit, help them with their homework. You make dinner, you eat dinner, you shower, you go to bed, and you do the same thing over the next day. Mm-hmm. There is so little autonomy for American people unless you have the wealth. Mm-hmm. And it's, I feel like we're just robots. Like, And a lot of people don't realize that. They think, you know, I have a job, I'm so lucky, which, like, yes, it's great that you have a job because there's people that 
don't have jobs. And even if you love your job, which like is even better for you because yeah. you're spending your entire life there. Right. Like that's great, but yeah. at the end of the day it doesn't change the fact that you are literally just a pawn. Yeah. And you're no one's really getting paid enough, no. especially for the way that the economy is going and the way that house prices are going up and the way that food is mm-hmm. price of food and gas and everything is going up like the way that we're being paid is not a reflection of the inflation in our country and yeah and then just to have two days off saturday and sunday if you're lucky if you're lucky because again like like you don't can't afford to live off of just my base salary one job salary yeah i mean Granted, I don't have to live alone. Probably one of the most expensive zip coats in the area, but I do. Okay, <laughs> and that's for my mental health. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I have to work a second job, and that usually means I have to work Saturday or Sunday or both, both days. Yeah. And even yesterday, after working my full job all week, <laughs> I worked Saturday at the winery and then babysat last night. So yeah. this is the one day this week where I don't have to work. I don't have to be. Like, on anybody else's schedule or anyone else's timeline. Except for my podcast. It's just crazy, though, that, like... It's really depressing if you really It's, it's really depressing, it. yeah. You have no time for yourself, for your hobbies, for sleep. No. To, like, work out, to eat healthy. Like, those things take time, and we're, we're just in the system where we don't have that luxury. No. And, and we don't even have vacation. Yeah. Like... 10 days 11 with my floating holiday right 11 like that's <laughs> that's so rude literally well and we're just single people too imagine yeah. having a partner where yeah. now you have to do things with them because of them for them you're taking more out of your bucket yeah. then you have kids and like completely depleted like you are not your own individual person anymore and you barely were to begin with exactly <laughs> You had a fraction of individualism, yeah. and that's gone. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I thought I'd turn those notifications off. I really don't understand. <laughs> Again, technology is not, not my strong, strong suit. <laughs> For either one of us. God. Um, well, I think everyone knows where we stand. I think so, yeah. <laughs> this started a little depressing. It's kind of ending a little depressing. <laughs> Hopefully everyone's That's just apologize. reality, yeah, honestly. Otherwise, this episode is going to be... We talked about some I stuff. don't really care. Like, I just... I think people don't know what they don't know, and mm-hmm. I think it's good to be uh, exposed to viewpoints other than your own and to oh, things yeah. that you just don't know about. Like, I would, I would argue that most of my friends don't really know anything about socialism Mm -hmm. because it's just not something that we talk about here. And when we do talk about it, it's, um, like, yeah, it's villainized Mm -hmm. and yeah. And then being someone who's lived in a society where that is a thing, it's like, I, and it's successful. It's like, yeah, I see how successful it is. I see that people, like, I had so much free time when I lived in Germany. I had so much of my, like, own time to do whatever I wanted with. I wasn't a slave to my job. Like, I did have a job, and it paid my bills, and I could live in a nice area in a nice flat yeah. and feel taken care of. And if something was wrong with me medically, I could get the help I needed for free. 
I thought you were going to say, if something was wrong with me medical. <laughs> like a little pirate me medical. Oh, no. Um, and, you know, if, if I had a baby or if I didn't want to have a baby, those are like, there's so many options yeah. for what, so when for what you can do. I know. I'm like, why did I move back here again? <laughs> like, what am I doing? So we can start the pod. Yeah. Um, like there's just and 30 days vacation 30 that's a whole month you guys a whole month that's wild and then when you're at work you can give yourself to work you can be a functioning human being because you feel like your workplace and your government care about you right you're more productive you have a better output yeah you're happier and then you know you get off work and you can go have a pint with your friends. You can go <laughs> have a drink. You can go hang out in the park. You can go play a sport. You can go work out. And it's like, oh, it's just not a thing here. And like, if it if you do make that part of your life, you have no time for anything else. Right. Like a social life, dating, yeah. working, yeah. taking care of your home. Or children if you have out. them. Yeah. Like how in the F are you supposed to... I don't know how, quite frankly, our parents did it. Both of I have our parents no idea. are full-time workers. Like, yeah. my mom didn't do stay-at-home mommy at all. She mm-hmm. did, like, her maternity leave, and then we went to daycare. Which was probably, like, one week. <laughs> <laughs> mom let me know how long it was. Yeah. Um, and also, both of our dads do commercial real estate, and my dad doesn't make money unless he sells a building. So yeah. there so wasn't any money at all. And our When entire, the economy's bad, yeah. Yeah, like 2009 and onward there for a bit um my entire family of four was living off of my mom's income yeah my family was as well and that's like there's no way that would ever be able to happen today I mean we'd have to be superstars for that to work out (laughs) really yeah I think I feel like the average family of four you need to make like a hundred thousand dollars a year to live like even Mm semi-comfortably Like, both parents need to make that, or one parent needs to make I that? I think collectively, but that, that also does I feel like it's like probably more. Yeah. We're going to just do a quick Google search. Total required income before taxes is 72673 For a single person? No, for a family. Okay. In Washington. That's average, obviously. Like, in some areas of Washington, like Eastern Washington, it's much less cheaper to live. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm that's still, like, one of the highest. Virginia's up there. Wait, what is this? Like, the... This map shows how much money a family of four needs to earn to get by in every U.S. To get state. by. That's, like, the bare minimum. Of course, like, yeah. Yeah, that's Alaska's not... 74. That mm-hmm. seems very high for... I think because it's an island. It's probably things are more... Alaska's not an island. Are you effing kidding me? Right okay, now? yeah, you're right. It's not. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not. I was thinking of Hawaii. <laughs> Geography is also maybe not our strong suit. No, I'm not that bad. That was just a... That was a mind fart. <laughs> is it because on maps it's down at the bottom by itself so you think it's an island? Is it on maps by itself? Usually. Like if it's a map of the United States of America, Hawaii and Alaska are usually down on the left because you you wouldn't show all of Canada and then Alaska up there. And Mm. Alaska's huge. Yeah. 
California is 81. Florida, 66. That, I still like, I don't believe that. When was this written? Like 2014? Um, it was published in 2019. So okay. like four years ago. So it's probably it's, up by like yeah, 30 grand. <laughs> yeah, honestly, probably. Okay, I just looked up what salary does a single person need to live comfortably in Seattle? A single person. And it says annually $65,000, or 75000 Whoa, whoa, whoa. I just had a real dyslexia for a second. I have a stroke. $65,760 annually. That's to live comfortably as a single person. So... And this is, when was this? 2022. So it's probably even slightly higher now. But I don't make that much from just my full-time actual, like, yeah. career. Mm-hmm. Corporate career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the flight attendants make, like, 40 grand the first year. And, yeah, it's just, like... Nothing seems worth it. Like, there are times where I'm just like, what am I, like, why am I here? Yeah, I agree. Sometimes it gets dark and a little depressing. It does. Like, Like not, yeah, not to sound, like, suicidal, because I'm not, but, like. (laughs) 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 No, but, like, it's just, It's it's just, it's hard. Like, there's nothing about it that's, like. Yay! It is really hard to stay positive. It is, yeah. Because it is very, like, why am I here? What is the point? What is it going to take for me to finally ever feel, like, successful and comfortable and happy? Because even people that I know that make double what I make, Mm -hmm. and, like, my brother does very well for himself, Mm -hmm. makes a great income, but he works for one of the historically, like, worst companies to work for, and, like... Mm -hmm. hates his life sometimes and it's like okay is that worth it because of how much time you spend at work like Mm -hmm. I don't know it gets dark yeah and I never felt like that in Germany I'm really wondering why I left Mm -hmm. well I I left because I like I didn't want to do the job but I was doing and I couldn't really get a different kind of job but Mm -hmm. the work-life balance over there it's just it, it doesn't get better than that I think also maybe if we didn't live in probably the most depressing state in the United States, we might feel a little bit differently too because... That's true. Like, being in California and it's sunny all the time and you being able to get off work and it's still sunny outside and you mm-hmm. could, like, go for a walk or hang out at the beach or sit outside and read a book. Like, yeah. I go to work and it's dark. Mm-hmm. I come home from work and it's dark. I sit in my little apartment that I do, I mean, it's cozy and I have some good lighting in here, yeah. but my God, do I feel like a mole sometimes because <laughs> I feel like I'm just living in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. And when it's raining outside, there's no part of me that's like, I want to go out there. <laughs> I want to like get some fresh air. I want to get wet. Yeah. No. And I want to stay in my bed, in this little tunnel that I've created. In my depression pit. Yeah. And like shrink my brain by watching tiktok (laughs) and that's what i do take your vitamin d people we really need it yeah and then you see like people our age or younger on tiktok that are flying in private jets and like 
going oh. around the world and you're just like, oh, no. what, what do I have to do to get that? Like, shouts out to, I feel like, the one person from our high school that started making YouTube videos at the right time and is popping off still. Like, you really did it, girl. And you deserve it because you worked hard and you tapped into that market. And, like, why the F didn't any of us? Who are you talking about? I don't really want to say her name. Oh, I'll edit it out. Oh. Oh, yeah. I thought you were talking about someone from our grade. No. And I was like, what? No one from our grade did anything. <laughs> no offense, class of 2013, love you all, but like, what are we doing? I mean... Our 10-year class reunion's coming up, and there was a post on this, like, Facebook page of like, what are we doing? And literally, they want to go to Dino's, which, sorry, but I see y'all there every Friday. But, yeah. Just kidding. Not as much as I used to, but it's also like, I don't think any of us really left. Like, you left, obviously... Aaron's was she even in high school? Yeah. Or was she in middle school? I probably us? shouldn't say her full name. I'll, Can you edit? Yeah, I'll edit it. Um, I don't think she graduated with us, but well, maybe she did. I don't think so. They moved back before graduation, I before think so. senior year. Regardless, I mean, we're all still pretty local. Yeah. Well, I mean, our group of friends, like, I'm sure there's a ton of other people that we weren't friends with that went other places. Yeah, I guess Angan and Kendall live in Texas now, mm-hmm. and Tony somewhere on the East Coast. <laughs> I don't really know. Did he move to, like, Missouri or something? Misery? <laughs> I don't know how, but we've been talking for an hour and 25 minutes. I love that for us. We're just so political. We're so political. 10 out of 10 recommend Hassan. Check him out if you're interested. He says kooky stuff sometimes, but just give him a chance to explain it and break it down, like... He said we deserve 9-11, which he caught a lot of heat from her. And because people were like, so you just think that people should die? And he's like, did I? No. But his overall point was. Oh, God. That's wild. No, let me, let me explain okay. it. Because I know when you hear that, you immediately think, like, this is the worst person ever. <laughs> like, what a piece of shit. But we had been supplying weapons to people that were killing everyone in Iraq and Iran Mm -hmm. for years. Yeah. So let's just say that you are very, very thirsty and you're trying to get a drink of water. Mm -hmm. But this one country has a lot of water Mm -hmm. and they're supplying it to not you, but Mm -hmm. like your friend. Well, not your, your neighbor. Okay. Most water company is only delivering water to your neighbor, even though you're ordering it and you really need it and you really want it. Mm-hmm. And your neighbor is then like laughing at you about it and like dumping it out in front of your face because they have so much of it that they just like don't even care. They're not being respectful of your wants or needs at all. And water in this scenario is weapons, weapons. and money and aid. Okay. So America was supplying all of this these things to neighboring countries of Iraq and Iran and then those people were killing people in Iraq and Iran family members children hospitals like horrible horrible things and so Iraq and Iran was like if you buy through this little system it's really America's fault because they're supplying the stuff that is causing all of the harm to these countries what is America getting out of this oil and other resources. Okay. So Iraq and Iran felt so pushed into a corner and so taken advantage 
and advantage of and mm-hmm. so hurt that they felt like their only option was to send a very clear message to America that like we're not going to put up with this which was 9-11 do I agree with them hijacking airplanes and crashing into the Twin Towers and killing all those people absolutely not and nor does Hassan mm-hmm. but his simple argument was we, we do, had it coming. Exactly. Yeah. We do really, really, really bad things and fucked up things and hurt a lot of people. Like, that to America's core is, like, mm-hmm. our founding belief is yeah. imperialism mm-hmm. and colonialism and just taking over everything that's not ours and shitting on the people that were there first. And yeah. just, like, complete disregard for humanity. So that was his argument is, like... We should have known that something like this was going to happen. Everyone can logically make that assumption Mm -hmm. of if you're creating harm, something bad is probably going to happen to you at some point. Right. And that was his simple point. And like, not a lot of people, you know, really think about it that way. And a lot of people are not thinking further than our nation. Right. So that's why. (laughs) Fine, but... Yeah, it's too bad. It's open your effing eyeballs, people. Yeah. Like, look beyond your little white pearly gates. But a lot of people can't. And a lot of people, they don't want to know. They don't want to know what's going on because it's, I know, it's it's not no, I, good. I know, I know, I know. It's not good, but that's just the reality of it. I, like, like I said, I was watching that movie, The Swimmers, last mm-hmm. night. And it was really eye-opening and just so incredibly sad that there's so many people that have to leave their countries because surrounding countries or countries like ours are making it unlivable. Yeah, impossible. And just, like, the sheer number of asylum seekers because of that. The war in Ukraine. Yeah. Like, no one's talking about it anymore at all. It is very much still still going on, for sure. There are people that had to leave their homes and still... Like, those homes don't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. They still cannot return to them. Mm -hmm. And who knows how long this is going to go on. And it's ridiculous. Yeah. I was... When I was living in the UK, I watched the news every night, which was so detrimental to my health. I bet. But at the same time, like, during... It was, like, the beginning of the war Mm -hmm. in Ukraine, and I felt, like, a duty to inform myself yeah on what was going on over there yeah and but it was like it was so hard to watch and to think you know when you're in England you're not that far yeah you're, you're not hop skip and jump yeah you're not that far even Germany even closer you know yeah. see my geography's pretty good mm-hmm. <laughs> I digress <laughs> uh, <laughs> we should do one of those um like state quizzes where it's like a blank map of America oh and you my have to God. click and drag the states to where yeah. do you think you would do good? No. We should raw dog it today okay. without like looking at a map and yeah. see. Okay, I'm down. Okay. I think you would probably do better at that. I've done it before, so I think maybe, but I haven't done it in a really long time. Well, I don't know where we veered off real quick. Yeah, far. I don't know um, where we were. We were talking about the war in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and watching it on the news every mm-hmm. night and stuff. Um I mean, I don't even think it's on the news anymore. You know, like, I guarantee you if we turned on the nightly news tonight, mm-hmm. they're not going to talk about it. Unless something big happened today, mm-hmm. they're not talking about it anymore. Interesting. I wonder if that would be the same case for the BBC, because... Probably not. Yeah, I feel like they're more... I think just 
because of proximity. Yeah. And because it's another, like, European nation. Mm-hmm. But here, we're like, America's like, well, we're not involved in that one, so. Right. We don't care. Right. Well, um. We're not going to shove it down everyone's throats. There were just some scenes from that, from watching the news of the Ukraine war of, like, fathers saying goodbye to their children while they're you know being taken to a different part of europe and like probably will never see them again and Mm -hmm. it was just like heart-wrenching like i was like crying watching the news every night and and then people in other countries that are taking advantage of young ukrainian women like saying yeah if you get in this car like we'll take you to germany we'll take you somewhere safe and then like ending up selling them into sex trafficking Mm -hmm. Like, it's just horrible how how some people think and act. Like, yeah. that would never be something that even came into my mind, like, no. even the slightest. No. Like, there's been times where I've been, like, I want to go help. I want to be part of UNICEF. I want to be part of Greenpeace. Like, I want to do something to help in some sort of humanitarian mm-hmm. aid way. Yeah. But I don't know if I could, like, emotionally handle that. I don't think I could. And that's what stopped me in the past. Because even just watching the news or, like, watching that movie last night, like, that's... That, like, fucked me up, you know? Mm-hmm. There's just so much awful, awful, yeah. awful stuff that happens every single day in the world. And it yeah. is really, really... And especially because of all the different news sources we have, mm-hmm. it's impossible to not take it in. Yeah. Like, we see so much more than people ever have and ever should. Mm -hmm. And it is really, really hard to stay positive when you're constantly just being, yeah, like, given shit. Yeah. And at the beginning of COVID as well, like, when we thought, like, it was the death of our uh, world. (laughs) I mean. I mean, yeah. Uh, And... There was a point where Seattle was a hot spot. I don't know if you remember that, but... Oh, do I? Okay. It was, like, the first case yeah. in Washington, and it blew up in that old person home. Yeah, that's right. And I was living in Hamburg still, or, yeah. And uh, I remember just seeing, like, on the news, like, Seattle, like, hot spot. Me being super far away and being, like, terrified, like... Because we didn't know what it was going to be, what, like... We didn't know how it was going to act. We didn't know when vaccines would come out, if they would come out. And, like, I just remember being terrified because I'm so far away from my family. Mm-hmm. And my core family lives in Seattle. Mm-hmm. My parents, my brother at the time, and my grandparents. Like, mm-hmm. th- they could have been wiped out. Well, your parents probably would have been fine, and so would Cooper, but more, more, more far. But, but at the time, I didn't know that, you know? Like, we didn't know how serious it was. And, like, I had a friend whose dad got really, really sick, was on a ventilator for weeks, and, like, thought he wasn't going to make it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, that was just horrible. Yeah. Being far away from that. And then and getting so much news about it every day and... All the people that are dying and, like, the counters everywhere of, like, this is how many lives we lost today and this is how many people are infected now. And the fact that it was just going up and up and up and up and up and did not seem to ever reach any kind of plateau Mm -mm. or get better. And, like, my old roommate, Allie, Mm -hmm. uh, 
she is a nurse and thank God she wasn't working in a hospital when this happened, but just the workload that medical people were put under during that too. And the PTSD, like her and I talked about this a little bit recently, just about the stuff that you see as like a nurse and a doctor and people Mm -hmm. literally dying in hospitals, like regardless of COVID or not, like Mm -hmm. how traumatizing that can be. And there's not really any like care for medical people afterwards unless you seek that out yourself. And I cannot imagine during COVID that was like times a gorillion and just like dealing with waking up in the morning and going to work as a medical professional. You probably are in that that field to help people and to save people and to make them better and to wake up with that mindset and that be your goal for your entire professional career and go to work and literally just have people die all day I cannot fathom how hard that would be yeah did you guys in in uh Seattle or I don't I think it was probably happening in America too but like go outside and clap at like a certain time of day for Um, for doctors and nurses and, like, medical personnel? I think they did in, like, Seattle. I personally didn't ever. Okay. Um, but I do know that that was definitely more of, like, a European thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because that was, like... I remember going out on my balcony at, like, sunset every night. And, like, everyone's hanging out of their windows and balconies and stuff. And, like, we're all clapping, like, the whole city. Yeah. And, like, that was super nice. Like, I think that was, like, a really cool thing to do. And yeah. hopefully... um those people felt that the people working nurses felt that appreciation, felt that appreciation that, like, as well. Community. Yeah. However, uh, that's like definitely not enough. Certainly not. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I cannot imagine being in that position. Like those people deserve everything, mm-hmm. and they barely got recognized for the work that they did and, and what they were. Uh, exposed to and still continue to do yeah like it's not like they it's not also over got time off then afterwards mm-hmm. to like if you go into the military and you go like you get stationed or like you get orders to go and actually serve in a battle or like a war or whatever a battle well, you know what I'm trying to say <laughs> um like you get time afterwards to come Mm -hmm. home with your family and and decompress exactly like deal with it sleep in relax to like get back to like kind of normal life for a Mm -hmm. little bit they did not get a a minute yeah to do that yeah absolutely insane yeah it's sad Mm -hmm. it's just bleak this is such a depressing day. My God. It's just gray and rainy. Maybe I should... We're sitting in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, have... she turned off all the lights. Oh, my God. I have, like, a little RGB light in my uh, dining room area, and it's blue. I mean, this is, like... This feels worse. Okay, so... <laughs> do you want pink? Purple? Um, That's fine. That feels good. This feels good? I can do yeah. cool white. Oof. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yikes. That one was the worst. All right. This is getting really long, so we should probably wrap yeah, it up. I literally were like, oh, my God. Like, we're going to make that editing so easy for you. Because <laughs> like, this is now. literally going out tomorrow. That's fun. That's cool. Um, 
Okay, well, love you well, so much. So thankful for you and yeah. our safety and health and our family's safety and health. And Yeah, we're very lucky. We're very blessed. We're very blessed. Um, we are very privileged. Yes, it could be much worse for both yeah. of us in a multitude of different ways. Yeah, and- for sure. That doesn't take away from the stress of every day and, like, just being alive. Certainly. But, um... We got a nice uh, drop point, though. Yeah, for sure. Oh, show. All right. Well, if anyone has any questions <laughs> or wants to reach out to us, you can email us babbleriot at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at babbleriot. Or find us on TikTok, Twitter. We haven't really posted anything, but. Um, we're going to get there one yeah. of these days. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. <laughs> Hopefully it was informative a little bit. Let us know if yeah. you learned anything new or fun or fresh or if you think we're psychotic, if you disagree with us. Yeah, actually, if you do disagree with us, email us. Like, I want to I wanna know. I want to know what you disagree with, why. Yeah. Like, please have citations and MLA format. <laughs> <laughs> Put down the second and time that we said our opinion. Yeah. I disagree. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we will see you next time. Bye now. Goodbye.